I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, November 29th, 2021. I'm Trey Yingst. France held talks on Sunday with European ministers over a developing migrant crisis. In the middle, there are thousands of migrants who are stationed in Calais, uh, not far away from Dunkirk in France, hoping to cross over to the uh, British side of the canal. And they're trying to see what's going to happen with them. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. French President Emmanuel Macron is calling on the United Kingdom to get serious over the developing migrant situation, as the British were not included in these conversations with other European parties. Last week, 27 people died as they attempted to cross the English Channel from France to the UK. French authorities have set up a patrol group, thermal cameras, and barbed wire to try and stop people from crossing near the entrance of the channel. Despite these attempts at curbing the flow of people toward the UK, thousands are expected to continue trying to make this journey. The meeting was held over the weekend between representatives of France and other European countries um, to discuss um, the recent horrible event that 27 people have lost their life on Wednesday uh, while they were trying to go um, cross between the canal between France and England, not for the first time. Um, and they have drowned. For more on this story and others you might have missed over the past week, this is Jonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. This is the biggest loss of life since the International Migration Organization have recorded the data of immigrants trying to cross the canal. Um, while UK has opened the investigation, um, it started out the diplomatic row between the UK and France and other European countries. Um, on who is responsible and what they should do. Um, Macron blamed uh, the United Kingdom, and in return, uh, Johnson have said that France is not doing enough to prevent such things. Um, and in the middle, there are thousands of migrants who are stationed in Calais, uh, not far away from Dunkirk in France, hoping to cross over to the uh, British side of the canal um, they're stationed in tents in a refugee camp, and they're trying to see what's going to happen with them. We know that this issue is expected to get worse in the coming months. Tens of thousands could try to cross this channel. And the French are doing things like putting up surveillance teams and barbed wire near the entrance to the channel. But it probably will not be enough to prevent tragedies like this from happening. And, and that's part of the reason these European parties are talking. What do they need to get done basically in these conversations to prevent this from happening again? International organizations and volunteers um, call to find the people, the smugglers who are taking advantage of these poor people. Most of them are from the Middle East. Um, they are taking thousands of dollars for uh, a seat on an uh, improvised boat, um, that inflatable one, like we know, sometimes there are over 50 people 
on one boat as the ones that we've seen on Wednesday in this horrible, horrible thing. Um, I think that they're not targeting the people, the system that um, allows this uh, human smuggling, human trafficking. Um, and they're only trying to go after the migrants who are already in poor conditions and are very, very desperate for their lives and for their future. It's a really important story. And I think as it develops, there are going to be a lot of political angles to this. We've already seen uh, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and French President Emmanuel Macron get into a very public disagreement about this migrant crisis and where the blame lies. I want to move now to our next story about a new COVID-19 variant that is threatening to once again freeze global travel. It's a bit of a deja vu, isn't it? Uh, we're talking about the Omicron variant. This is the latest one. It was first diagnosed um, at the beginning of November, about two weeks ago, and it is becoming um, to be one of the most mutated variant, the one with most mutants and the cause of concern for very, very um, for a lot of countries all over the world. Uh, we've seen positive cases in more than 13 countries, mostly in Europe, in Africa, but also in Israel and Australia. Um, and it seems that it's going to be one of the most uh, transmittable variant there is. Um, according to the World Health Organization, it's going to take days, even several weeks, to fully understand the impact and the severity of this specific variant. Uh, when we compare it to the Delta a variant um, so far, according to at least one doctor from South Africa, she says that it's not as violent and very severe, and most of the cases are mild. But again, this is the two weeks window that we know we already know about the COVID, and things might escalate and get worse. On Monday, the G7 health minister held uh, emergency meeting, and other countries have. Uh, impose travel bans and restrictions on their own citizens and foreigners. Most of them are from South Africa and African state. It does feel like deja vu in the sense of going into this waiting period where we don't know how bad this variant is and what it will mean for international travel, for the ability of people to live their lives, and, and importantly, what the impact will be on the global economy. Yes. Um, and also we have to remember, while most of the Western rich world is now getting the third vaccine, the booster, the African states and some countries in Asia, India and all over the world have not have yet to receive the first dose of COVID vaccine. So this is something that will influence and also will raise political issues and agendas on human rights and North versus uh, south and so on. You've been listening to Yonat Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. I want to get to our last story this week that people might have missed having to do with the conflict in Ethiopia. There are real concerns that Tigrayan rebels will take the capital of Addis Ababa in the coming months. And we've seen very clear actions, not only by governments like the United States, the United Kingdom, the Germans, a variety of governments basically trying to get all non-essential personnel out of the country, but also the, the United Nations. And I think that that's a really big step in all of this, the UN working to get their employees out of the country. What do we know about the latest on this conflict that started out as a civil war and now is basically an expanding civil war that threatens the entire region in terms of stability? 
Yes, it started a year ago. We mentioned it back then and we're monitoring ever since. Um, but it's now going to get much more difficult to report about it. On Thursday, the Ethiopian government has issued a decree that says it is forbidding to distribute any com- in any communication system any military movements or any military results following the front lines. We saw this on Thursday and the day before that, the prime minister, the Ethiopian prime minister was going to the front lines to lead, as he said, his fighters against the Tigrayan rebels. And they are getting closer and closer. On Saturday, um, there are reports that um, Ethiopian troops have killed several Sudanese um, soldiers in an attack. Um, the Ethiopian government has denied this report and blamed it on the Tigrayan forces. And if we want to make things even more complicated, just this week, the prime minister of Ethiopia, Ahmed Abi, said that they will soon finish to work on the GERD, the Grand Dam between on the Nile, um, despite the ongoing criticism and attempts by uh, Egypt to stop this. And this is another thing that is going to escalate the region. We're talking about Ethiopia, Sudan, and Egypt. Uh, and, and, you know, take this along with the um, fighting, the extensive fighting and the reports of mass tensions of Tigrayans all over Ethiopia. It's going to be something very difficult um, to exactly understand and assess what's going on. Um, and then we will also, because of the people that are leaving the country, Will not, they will not have aid, they will not have international aid organization, UN representatives, and so on. And it's something that I'm not sure that the African continent is ready for. And lack of press freedom is extremely concerning because the world won't know exactly what's happening as this civil war progresses in Ethiopia. Staying on the African continent, our good news story of the week, pretty interesting one, something that I'm personally interested in, a new road that was basically an ancient road rebuilt by the Egyptian government. What do we know about it? It was a lavish ceremony over the weekend. Um, Egypt has unveiled the road of the Thousand Sphinx. It is first discovered in 1947. They were buried uh, underneath rubble and sand, not far from the Luxor, temples of Luxor. Um, it is 1.7 miles long and is considered to be one of the most interesting and astonishing sites in the region. Um, with the new revelation, Cairo is hopeful that it will draw more tourists from all over the world to witness not only the pyramids, but this is amazing discovery. I really love these stories, and I think that every time they find a new artifact or rebuild one of the ancient sites, it's exciting to see and explore, even if digitally right now, given the pandemic. You're not feeling a senior Fox News field producer. Joining us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast, you're not. Thank you. Thanks, Dre. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.
Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.